Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Uh, first, and I'm going to share this with Matara because she mentioned it in the news, Britain's Health Secretary Matt Hancock has been accused of having an affair with an advisor in his department. Now, there has been questions being asked about the protocol of when she was hired. Yeah. And she was hired initially as an unpaid advisor. Okay. And all of a sudden became a paid, you know, uh, advisor and director. So, I mean, there is questions being asked in relation to that. And that obviously is wrong and there has to be transparency. But... Tara, you know, if we go through the list of political figures, Ireland seems to have escaped, escaped fairly well, with the exception of Charlie Hawley. You know, there hasn't been much scandal around Irish political figures having affairs, right? Not really, no. no. I mean, I, I was struggling. You and I had this chat briefly outside on the office floor earlier on. I was able, off the top of my head, without even thinking about it for any more than a nanosecond, to list off a name of probably, what, 10, 15? Well, well let's go through them let's very quickly. Through yeah, John Major, John Jeremy Major. Corbyn. Uh, no, Jeremy Corbyn, we established Diane Abbott, Abbott and they were actually in a relationship. relationship. It okay. wasn't a okay. John Ces- Major was his Cecil Parkinson, yeah. who, who was one of the first to court controversy. He made his uh, mistress, Sarah Keyes, pregnant. And, she and then we mentioned Boris Florida. Johnson and we just said Boris everyone. Boris Johnson basically a number <laughs> of times. Um, we had Geoffrey Archer. Uh, uh, yeah. We had, who else did we have? Well, but the most famous one, of course, is the John Profuma affair with Christine Kelleher, right. who was also Christine, having an affair with a Russian spy. Christine Keeler, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, there, look, there's a litany of them. I mean, And if you few... want to go out of politics slightly, you had Diana and Prince Charles, and that which took away the credibility of the royal family quite a lot of the time. So the right. question really was being asked, and I was asking you, if a politician has an affair, which is not a crime, but it's classed in America as a crime of moral turpitude, right? Because <laughs> it, it, be right. Yeah, because it <laughs> is morally wrong, right? And it is deceitful. And we know they had to have lied to do it because I believe his wife has now gone into hiding and everything else. And I feel sorry for her. Right. But I mean, if a politician is deceitful in his personal life, does that affect his credibility? You know, in his in his professional life, surely we look at politicians and they have to set a standard. That's why they're paid so well. And they're elected representatives because they set a standard which is slightly above what we should be at, because that's a standard they have to set. And if they're not setting that standard and we look at them as being deceitful, surely they can't be trusted anymore. Well, I see the point you're making from a moral position. I absolutely see it. If you're if somebody is an elected representative, then they are putting themselves up there and setting themselves up there as being somebody who is acting in the public good and the public interest. It doesn't relate to what goes on behind closed doors. Ah, though. within reason. No, within I, reason. And we don't know. You know, we, we, we had this conversation earlier in the week about uh, that, that uh, email that you'd had from a listener about finding out that her, her mother had gone offside on the father. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You do not know the intricacies and intimacies of a marriage. We don't know that Matt Hancock and his wife haven't been living essentially separate lives for a long time. We don't know that Matt Hancock is is having an affair with this aide. Although I, I have to be honest, I have to be honest, the photographs of same uh, leave, leave little to the imagination. It's like the uh, photo of Mills and Boone's His book. hand is strategically placed on her, on her derriere. Uh, so it certainly looks very good. But we don't know that his that his marriage hasn't broken up and that, and that to protect their family unit or their children, they decided to not publicly announce it. We know none of that. And we know none okay, of that well, okay, let, to, let's to say any theor- other Okay, let's say theoretically it comes out that his wife didn't know about it. Now, she's moved out of London to avoid the press, right? Yeah. So I, I think she did. I get, I get the impression she knew nothing about it, right? She could because just she tried to have... escape the, uh, all, the barrage of, of 
photographers and, and journalists okay, outside. Okay, but let's life, just, you know? for, for the sake of the argument, let's just say she knew nothing about it. They were happily married, allegedly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's off with the aide yeah. doing his business, right? Does that not say to you, I can't trust this man. This man is telling citizens of the country to do things. There's also the, the, the this whole thing about it. he wasn't <laughs> keeping his social distance. <laughs> right? Well, having seen the social, it certainly was not. <laughs> because the picture was taken in May when they were meant to be keeping in their own bubbles. Allegedly yeah, taken yeah, in but, May. Okay, yeah. but leaving that aside, because that's a pathetic argument, to be honest with you. If you're having an affair here, you're not going to keep any social distancing. But I mean, the fact that he, to, to commit the act of infidelity, you have to be deceitful. And a deceitful person. It doesn't happen by accident. It's intentional. It's an intentional act. Mm -hmm. So surely you're looking at that person saying, that person is a deceitful person. I don't want him in a position of power. I'm not saying he should go to jail. His life should be ruined. Hold on a second. Just because somebody maybe doesn't make the best decisions in their own personal life doesn't mean that they're not making the best decisions as a politician. The two do not necessarily tally. Again, I see the thread of where you're going with this, but I do. I disagree with it. I mean, if you look at the case of John Major, uh, who had an affair we found out years later with Edwina Curry, who of was a senior, a senior cabinet <laughs> minister in his government. And now the, the affair had been had, I think, long before either of them were, were, were ministers or prime minister and minister. But, you know, if that doesn't mean that the decisions that they would have taken as minister and prime minister were wrong, were morally bankrupt, were deceitful, were deceptive um, and put the, the, the British political system in a precarious position. The two don't tally. I mean, we, in America, you had do, it was presence as well, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the Kennedys, yeah. plural, oh, and Marilyn and, and, Monroe was well, one of the Well, hang on. Examples. The most famous one, of course, was I did not have sexual relationships absolutely. with that woman. Yeah. Now, he lost his position practically because of that. I mean, well, I know the impeachment, the impeachment failed. Impeachment failed. I yeah. understand that, but at least they tried to impeach him and it was coming close to the end of his term anyway. So, I mean, but he would have lost his position because of that. It was coming close to the end of the term anyway. So what I'm saying to you is it did affect his career uh, as a president because people looked up to these people of yeah. having yeah, high standards. I, I, yes, but again, that is, and it's very, it's actually, I'll draw a parallel with that in the Profumo scandal of uh, of the 1950s and 1960s in London. John Profumo didn't resign as a minister because he'd had an affair with Christine Keeler. John Profumo w- was forced, and the same with Bill Clinton. Because he denied the it. they lied about it. That was what was well, the problem. <laughs> well, when you're saying they lied about it, they're lying in the first place to get into it. So it doesn't make any difference. They're deceitful. I mean, if somebody's having an affair, they're deceitful. That's just their character. It's a deceitful act. Of course it is. But it doesn't mean that everything else that they do is deceitful. We all do things in our working lives that we maybe wouldn't replicate in our private lives and vice versa. We all do things in our private lives that we wouldn't do when we come to the office. Are you telling me you don't read the news in the morning to your kids at breakfast time? I've tried for years (laughs) to read the news and their eyes glaze over. (laughs) The other thing is, is one last question. Why do you think we've had very little scandals? With the exception of Charlie Hawkey, of course, who was openly, well, when I say openly, having an affair with Terry there, Keane at there the time. Were, sorry, there were a few. I mean, we have had a few. Obviously, Charlie Hawkey being the, the, the primary one of note. Uh, Phil Hogan, when he was a government minister, was on a trade mission to the Middle East a few years ago. And there were photographs published of, of him in one of the newspapers here as well. Um, nothing much ever came of it. Emmett Stagg, of course. There were... Um, that was the Phoenix Park. Uh, Phoenix Park incident going back to what the early 90s early to mid 90s 
I just think actually that Irish people are probably more forgiving, understanding, and they realise maybe there is a line between a public persona and and the public job that they do. And I think they're actually quite forgiving of it. We've also have incidences where you know priests and bishops were also involved. Well, that was more common than people knew about. Absolutely, absolutely. And and that was was more morally bankrupt because those people were essentially giving the moral code to the. But that was a different Ireland. Bishop Casey and Father Michael Cleary, of course, in different Ireland. Examples, yeah. absolutely. But they were, you know, I mean, in the way that maybe politicians uh, don't, in, in that way anymore, lecture us over over our own behaviours. In the case of of, mm-hmm. of the, the the bishop and and the the singing priest, <laughs> the then, bishop then and they, the singing priest. Were, I have were. the album at home. Actually, my father had it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cleary's greatest hits. But, but in, the, in the in the instance of those, they were literally standing on the mm-hmm. pulpit, telling us the re- telling the rest of us how to live. It's different from from uh, from the political sphere. Okay, so you don't believe that Irish politicians, current Irish politicians, right? Because it would be remiss of us to suggest that at any stage in the last ten years, a politician in this country hasn't had an affair. I'm pretty sure they're human beings. Some have had affairs, but it doesn't seem to come out. Do you think there's a bit of uh, in Ireland that they're more protected? in some way or that we don't delve into their private yeah, lives as much. I think it's much. probably a bit that we don't delve into and I think probably the paparazzi you mean. The, the press codes here maybe are stronger and I'm, I'm not talking about ones that might be imposed on members of the press but ones members of the press you know themselves. Actually maybe. having ethics? Yeah. <laughs> Alright okay. Yeah. Thank you Tara. <laughs> Alright well I'll tell you what Tara doesn't believe that you would think any less well no not think less actually that's not what she's saying but that you wouldn't think that they shouldn't be a politician if they're caught having an affair that that's their private life versus their professional life I would disagree and I would think that you know it is a reflection on who they are. Now, we're talking, of course, about Matt Hancock and today the suggestion that he was having a affair. Well, it's not a suggestion. Let's be clear about it. I mean, the picture is very obvious. You've seen it in all the papers. It's like a picture of the front of a Mills and Boone book, for God's sake. He's snogging her and he has his hand on her derriere, as Tara mentioned. Anyway, the point is, when we look at all these politicians that had affairs, some of them escaped lightly. Some of them lost their jobs over the years for different reasons. But I want to ask you, would you trust a politician less if they committed an act of adultery? Now, to clarify, in most countries in the world, in civilised countries in the world, adultery is not a crime. Adultery is considered to be an act, of, I believe, an act of what they call moral turpitude, or it's a moral crime. Um, in other words, you don't go to jail for it, or it doesn't really make any difference, you know, legally to your life. But in saying that, it is a reflection on your character. Um, because it is a deceitful act. You have to intentionally, and people say, oh, well, these things can just happen. No, they don't just happen. You intentionally go out of your way to have an affair. You have to hide it from your partner. You have to hide it from other people. You're doing it down laneways. You're doing it in places where you won't be seen, particularly if you're in the public eye. And for a politician to do that, to be that deceitful, raises questions about their professional life. So when they stand up on, you know, a pulpit in government buildings, uh, like Matt Hancock would, and make announcements regards to public health, for example, do you believe them? Because they've already lied in their private life, so why would they tell the truth in their public life? So there has to be questions asked about their credibility. So the question I'm simply asking you is, do you believe that if a politician has an affair, they should resign because it affects their public perception? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Now, I'm not talking about any other um, career, I suppose, it is mainly politician because they're re- elected representatives who are very well paid to, to set a standard above what citizens are supposed to be.
Uh, the number is 87 Emma, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Emma? Emma, you there? Oh, hang on for a second. Wait, somebody's switching all my lines around. Sorry, Emma, go ahead. Hi, how are you? Sorry, I do apologise for that. Somebody was playing with my buttons. Yeah, I don't believe they should be ridiculed. Or look, I just think they're all crooked anyway. So what difference? Oh, you think they're all crooked anyway? Oh, look, I think when they go into it, Niall, they don't start out to be crooked. They go in to change, to make things better. But then I think after being in there a few years, it's just corruption all the way. And they're just then it's either if you can't beat them, join them. Right. So, so power corrupts is what you're saying. Anyway. Oh, listen, and I don't believe they should be ridiculed for an affair or not. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying that the only reason they're all over the newspapers is because they're in the government. If it was me or you or Mary or John down the nobody road. Gives, nobody gives a no, damn. We could have done the same thing and it's not in the newspapers. Yeah, but there's, so. a re- yeah but there's a reason for that, Emma. You know, if you have an affair, nobody cares apart from your best friends and your husband or partner or whoever you happen to be yeah. with. But if, but if these people have an affair, they are supposed to be setting a standard. That's why they're elected representatives. That's why they're in a position of power. You're I not in a position of power, neither am I. Yeah, I think they're elected because people are sick of the, of the tyranny of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and they're trying to, or they're elected because people know them and think they'll do a good job. I don't think they're elected because of their characters. I, don't, I, I just, would disagree with you. I, if I was voting for somebody, I vote for them based on what I think of them personally, if they're a nice person or a good person. I'll vote for them based on their policies and based on what they believe in and their moral stance. So I do, but I do vote for people based on the for those reasons. I think we all do. Yeah, like it's part of it, but I just don't think that they should be, like that their morals, like this dude in the UK now with his affair and all that jazz. Yeah, well, he's... Fair enough, I feel sorry for his wife, but I don't think his morals should come into question. Like, you know, we only know about it because of his job, but... He's, yeah, but at the moment he's in the limelight. I mean, he's the health secretary. He would be like our Stephen Donnelly, so to speak. So he's right up there. He's on the news every single day telling people what they should and shouldn't do. And meanwhile, he's down a lane with some woman. But he's telling them what they should and shouldn't do based on facts and based on his career and his experience and the, the health industry at the moment in the UK and all the their net or whoever. <laughs> So he's but having an affair has nothing to do with that whatsoever. So I don't think it shakes his ability to do his job. He's still going to get his advisors to help him. He's still going to be based on his career, based on his experience, based on whatever. So I don't think the affair affects his job. It's morally incorrect. I feel sorry for his wife, but for his job, it has it plays no part. Well, stay there. Well, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to completely disagree. Would you stay there for a second? Let me go to John as well. John, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, John? Uh, no ailments today, you know? <laughs> oh, no, no ailments, no. <laughs> no, I'm okay now, John. I'm just checking, then. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> grand, you're grand. So, John, uh, in relation to, to Matt Hancock, who, you know, who really is a figure that's been on the TV every single day of the week in the UK for the last year and a half, and people have to trust him with information and to impart information and give advice, and there he is, you know, down a lane having an affair. Well, look, I think you have to park him in the private life as regards the political life because if a guy would say, we say you've got a health minister, not the current health minister in this country, right, but a health minister in a past government or a future government here, and if they're doing an excellent job, right, an absolute first-class job, and they're having an affair, should that mean the end of his career then he's been the best minister for health we ever had or the best minister for justice or best minister for education, does that mean automatically then everyone says that this man was ideal at his job, absolutely outstanding, 
but no he has to step down just because he is an extramarital affair. I don't agree with that. The point I'm making is, I'm, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with the point I'm making, I'm just giving you the argument that people mm. have said to me that when somebody has an affair, it's an act of deceit, it's an, an act of intentional deceit. And then you're saying to yourself, I'm putting this man into a position of power where he should be believed and he has to set a standard for other citizens. Well, I mean, realistically, you know, how can you believe somebody who publicly well, well, has been well, deceitful? See, the thing is that this is a personal thing between the, the relationship breakdown and, and his wife or vice versa, right? But if you're someone like yourself, it's a talk to your horse, like in your cost with cocaine or something like that, your credibility is in the tightest. So that's you done. You can't ever come and take the high model going again, talk about drugs, criticize drug dealers because you 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 were partaking in it and you were funding criminality, right? You go back to the Kennedys, right? John F. Kennedy was one of the best presidents ever, right? Civil rights to whole lot and everything, right? Yes, there's an awful lot of stuff written about him in Malum and on women's trips and over you know, the White House, whatever. But look, if obviously he was a, a serial adulterer, right? But he was an excellent president. Simple as that. Well, if that was the case, why didn't Bill Clinton get away with it? Well, well you see, he, as you previously said... We live in a lied, different world. He, he, he lied about it, right? And then you threw the church in where they go as a gas. Look, to me... Lisa, again, why, do you think if Bill Clinton had to come out straight away, you know, and admitted that he had an affair in the Oval Room, or he did all those acts in the Oval yeah, Room, yeah, do, yeah. You, do you think that he would have got away lighter? Sorry, sorry, Emma, you believe so, yeah? Yeah, I think if he actually stood up and said, listen, I made a mistake, I did actually, you know, carry on with Monica Lewinsky. But the, the problem for Bill was, Bill, for months and months, and made very publicly denied the whole thing, and made out that your one Monica was a nut job. She and was a liar, yeah, the ground, yeah, yeah. And then got caught out by actual evidence, by caught in Egypt. Yeah. But I That's just the- think... If he That's had come out and been honest to the beginning to say, yes, I did do it, I'm really sorry, you know, head in my hands, a shame, he wouldn't, they wouldn't have persecuted him as much. Well, it could have made him, as, as a husband, like, he would be a scumbag, like, but mm-hmm. if he came out front and fronted it out straight away and not go on the television and say, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, he <laughs> give her her name, like... No, that's right, yeah, that was quite disparaging the way he said it, yeah. That was, that was horrendous, like... So, so you, you think that was his downfall rather than the actual it, it, affair it, it, itself, it, it, it was the it, lying? It, 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 well, I mean, it, mind you, the affair is lying in the first place, it's deceitful anyway, but you go on. Well, even, even in, as the girls, the church leaders, like Bishop Casey, right, if Bishop Casey had taken can stand that end. Because let's be honest, Bishop Casey and Father Cleary were not the only two bishop or priests involved in the relationship with women. Yeah, but they were high profile. They were both high profile. They were. But what Bishop Casey should have done that end, right? He should have called a press conference and asked every priest in Ireland that was in a relationship with a woman to come forward and would have knocked the celibacy out of the park. Mm. No, I think that's a whole other kettle of fish. Because they weren't essentially having an affair. Neither one of those, Michael Cleary or Bishop Casey, what they were doing is having a relationship, which was forbidden, of course, by the Catholic Church. So that's, a, that's a different thing altogether, isn't it? Same thing, really, shows. Well, no, not really. I mean, they were doing what human beings do, is just have a relationship. Isn't that having an affair, having a relationship? Well, well no, they weren't married to somebody else at the no, time. No, but well, he was married. Well, they were married to, to God. He was married into the celibacy of the church. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, they're, yeah. they're in a relationship yeah. with God. But I mean, yeah. but again, but that we all know that celibacy is a man-made rule by the Catholic oh, yeah. Church. Completely. It's, it's yeah. nothing to do with the Bible. Anyway, that's but a whole. The, that's a whole other the, topic. The, the bottom line: I don't care, politician, whether you're Irish, whatever. As long as you're doing an excellent job, if you mess up your private life, that's your private life. You're being deceived. And you believe your, your private life has, uh, particularly something that's deceitful, has no reflection whatsoever on your professional life. No, no, I think you have to park one. You have to compartmentalise. And I agree, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, John mentioned drugs there a few minutes ago, Emma. What would you do if you found out that a leading politician, please don't mention any names, uh, no. was, was taking cocaine? Say a leading politician that we're all familiar with. I'd say, what an idiot. Well, you, but, but you wouldn't believe that he should be dismissed or resigned? Yeah, well, you see, an affair is not illegal, and drugs are. So in that, yeah. Is that the only difference? The, the government and how they would, should react to it because he was doing something that is illegal and Johnny down the road would be getting a jail sentence, then yes, he should be dismissed in that term. But an affair is not illegal. It's immoral. It's not illegal. Okay, well, stay there both of you a second because I want to go to... Um, let me see. Let's go to... Oh, get that right there. I want to go to Chrissy. Sorry, Chrissy. Go ahead. You're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, mate? Good, Chrissy. I mean, what do you think? Well, I just think that if, you, if somebody stands up there, puts themselves up for election... And uh, then stands there and tells us how to live our lives, tells us when and we, when and we, when and we can't go to the pub or anything else. And I mean, it's, it's especially, you know, showing itself with this uh, COVID business. Um, no, they should get out. They should be gone. It's like that bloody, um, excuse my language, it's like that uh, golf party in Galway there last year. And we had a, a chief justice from the Supreme Court or something, you know, plus how many MTDs or whatever. Mm. Like, they should all be gone. Because they've spent their entire time telling us how to live our lives, telling us what the difference between what's right and what's wrong, what's moral and what's immoral, you know? And then we find out, and it's only, they're only sorry when we find out. Well, well, of course, people generally are only sorry when they're caught. That's, yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I'm looking here, by the way, just to mention Matt Hancock has just put out a statement literally as we speak. He said, uh, I am very sorry for breaching social distancing guidelines because you've got to remember this happened in May when people in the UK weren't meant to be outside of their bubbles. So the very fact that he met her outside was a breach of COVID guidelines, right? And of course, yeah. he would have been on the TV every day pleading with everybody else to keep the guidelines. But that's, that's a side issue, I suppose. He says, uh, for breaching social distancing guidelines after being pictured in a clinch with a female advisor, but made clear he does not intend to resign. Matt Hancock said, I accept that I breached the social distancing guidelines in these circumstances. I have let the people down and I'm very sorry. I remain focused on working to get the country out of the pandemic and will be grateful for privacy for my family and this personal matter. Well, I mean, do, you, do you accept uh, that? Yeah, no. I think, yeah, I accept it. I do not. Because, I do not because it, it goes far deeper than that. You know, that's, that, having an affair outside of your marriage is an abuse of your wife. It's an abuse of your children if it's a male. The other way around, obviously, if it's uh, the other if it's yeah. the, the, the other spouse, mm. okay? I mean, it, to- it shows a total moral, um, you know, incompetence, if, if that's the right word. No, no moral compass at all, right? So how the hell could you, can you stand up and now tell me what I've got to do tomorrow, right? And, and expect me to obey, because that's what it comes down to. That's what we so you believe, you believe when they do that, not that they should be, you know, put in the stocks or anything, but basically they've compromised their own position. Absolutely, that's not a different scenario. Every bit of it. I mean, is is that a fair point, Emma? That he he has compromised his position. That he is telling others, you know, to follow guidelines and do this and do that, and a lot of those things which are not legal requirements. They're just guidelines or moral it's guidelines. A, and he and he hasn't obeyed them himself. 
Yeah, in terms of the COVID, like, you know, you have to stay in your house. You have to do this. But look, he's not the only one. He was just caught. Like, look, we had the whole of RTE having a leave and do. We had the boys <laughs> at the golf dinner and not one of them was punished. Ah, they were yeah. punished. The boys at the golf do all resigned. The ones oh, that were yeah, named all the, resigned. Behind on that. They should have resigned. They were a disgrace while well, we then, were well, then if they, Well, if they should have resigned, why shouldn't he? Because he, he what, what, he breached the, the, the COVID Well, uh, yeah, he did. He was outside of his bubble and like, she's not in his bubble. If you really wanted to be technical about it, because this happened on the 17th of May when Britain were in semi-lockdown and only meant to be in their own household or part but of their as support a human bubble. being, then he can't make a mistake. I just think that's well, a well, yeah, but, yeah, but if I had you on the day of Golfgate on the air, would you have said the same thing to me? About the boys in the Golfgate? Yeah. No, I wouldn't have because I, I, I think they went... They weren't having an affair. They weren't going to meet someone that they're in in a okay extramarital relationship with. But they weren't going to meet someone like that. They were going for a recession and the booze and saying affect the rest of the country. Yeah, no. In fairness, now that lady said he made a mistake. You do not accidentally have an extramarital affair. Right? It never happens. It's never happened. No, by I mean a mistake ever, about the, I mean a mistake about breaching the COVID guidelines. Well, yeah, okay, the, the, was not advised. He hugged. Wow. Yeah. It's more than a hug. In fairness, if you've seen the picture, Emma, it's brilliant. It's more than a hug. And I haven't seen it yet now. <laughs> He's snogging the face off her with his hand on her bum. You know what I mean? Yeah. So see, see if that lad goes to church on Sunday. <laughs> if he does, he's, he's a hypocrite, isn't he? Yeah. It is a pure hypocrisy. You know, and it, and it's uh, all right. It's not criminal. You're absolutely right. It's not criminal from the, from a legal point of view, but it's certainly criminal from a moral point of view and many other. Uh, in many other ways, mm. you know what I mean. Emma, I mean, I mean, Emma, you married? Bankrupt. Are you married, Emma? I'm divorced, Niall, but I'm in another relationship. Okay, how would you feel if your if your partner was a man who was famous or something, and there was a picture appearing in the paper the next day, this Mills and Boone picture with some other woman? Yeah, yeah be. I'd, I'd flitter on <laughs> left, right, and centre, but yeah. I don't think he should have to resign from his job that he would be in. And I, you know, I mean, the the issue would be between me and him, not him and the rest of the country. Yeah, well, then again, he's not in a position of power. Yeah, he's not. He's not in the government. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Keep texting. Keep WhatsApping numbers 87 Chrissy believes that anybody in that position, not just Matt Hancock, we're talking about politicians in particular, by the way. Forget about other jobs for the moment, other careers. Because politicians, of course, are the pinnacle of power. You know, they're the ones who are telling everybody else what they should and shouldn't do when it comes to laws and regulations and everything. Not just about COVID, by the way. In relation to everything. Um, but Matt Hancock particularly at this moment in time, and certainly over the last year and a half, has been telling everybody what to do. Now, not only did he breach the COVID guidelines, that's a whole separate issue because it was happened on May the 17th and he was outside his support bubble. He's now apologised for that and said that he should be leading by example. But also he had an affair. And as Chrissy points out, that's not a mistake. That's intentional. You don't make a mistake and have an affair. You intentionally have an affair. So it's an intentional act of deceit. And for that reason... Do you believe he should be trusted as a politician or should he resign? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. I'm just looking, by the way, a lot of people text in now. If you look at our previous leaders of this country who'd want to have an affair with them, Irish politicians tend to be not the most attractive people in the world. Now, hold on. I've just asked Ashton during the break and she said Owen Murphy. Is it who? Owen? Yeah, Owen Murphy's good looking. She thought Leo Varadkar's a good looking guy, although gay, so unfortunately that wouldn't be happening for, for Ashton. And James Gagan, is that who you said? Yeah, she believes they're good-looking, attractive men. Ah, come on, they're not all bad-looking lads and ladies. Let me go to Valerie. Valerie, you're an Ireland's classic hit. How you doing? 
I'm great, Niall. How are you getting on? Good. Uh, Valerie, I know politicians are, you know, meant to be setting a standard, but your argument is that they, you know, are that they, they should be squeaky clean. Absolutely. They're representing our country. They're in top positions, big salaries. And with that, you really should have an unblemished record. End of. I mean, these people have a say in enacting laws. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I mean, where do you draw the line? Okay, that one isn't a fair, but just say he had a say now in changing laws got to do with, you know, um, the Marriage Act or anything like that. You or know, divorce. Would you, we only had a referendum recently on divorce in this exactly, country. Yes. Exactly. And if he was in that position, I think he's involved in health, isn't he, really? Yes, yes. And he was telling, preaching to people, no hugging or anything, and he's all over her inside <laughs> in the lift. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, How do you take somebody like that serious? And I mean, uh, you know, like... Trump well, I mean, the argument people are making... I mean, the, argu- the argument people are making is that none of us are perfect. And politicians are just human beings well, like anybody else. Well, you have to be at the top, or you shouldn't, you know, they should do a background check on them. Because if you have somebody that's saying, okay, just say, for instance, with drugs, you know, I smoke a joint every night and it's all fine, hunky-dory. I mean, that's breaking laws, you know what I mean? They're illegal. So where do you draw the line if, you know, they really have to be at the top with the best moral standards and a, a spotlessly clean record? I mean, we've and had numerous politicians... We've had numerous politicians over the years who've been caught drink driving. Um, now, exactly. o- only recently one lost his job but for a, a previous drink driving uh, charge yeah. that he had. Um, I know. But yeah. there has been others who've been caught drink driving. We've had Golfgate that made a whole mock of the whole thing when the country was in complete lockdown. Yeah, and, you know? and, and they were asked to resign. Yeah, I they, think it's the did. same across the board with judges as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. They need to have a spotless record. End of. You know, but, just, but does anybody, can, can everybody hold their hand up, Valerie, and say... You know, morally, morally, I'm not talking about legally. Of course, I would completely agree with you that no politician should have a criminal record, right? Uh, because they're in a job of power. But in saying that morally, can anybody hold up their hand and say that throughout their whole lives, morally, everything they did was right? No, I'm sure people might make um, kind of minor mistakes. You know, you might go a little bit over the speed limit if you're driving. Mm-hmm. But we're not speaking about things like that. We're talking about, you know, kind of really um, a deficiency in their moral standards. So it's an you intentional know? act of deceit. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's lying. And as I said, they're representing countries. Mm-hmm. You know, they're meeting top officials, you know, um, in Parliament and everything. And how can you take somebody like that serious then if that's what they're doing behind family's backs or whatever the situation is, whether it's drugs or whether it's, you know, there's a lot of um, bad history in our country, things that have happened. And if, you know, it was shown that a person in a senior position had done something with anyone underage, for instance, or whatever, you know, how can those people ruin our country? Okay. It's completely unacceptable. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Jim as well. Jim, you're in Ireland's classic hits. How are you doing, Jim? Happy Friday, Mr. Boylan. Happy Friday, Jim. Well, you heard, Valerie, you know that politicians, they're paid good money. They should be squeaky clean. It's nobody's business except Mr. Hancock's at the end of the day. It is uh, mine as well because we're paid, minute, people are paid for each other. I didn't interrupt you when you were speaking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, uh, you know, okay. okay. It's, it's, fri- it's Friday, lads. Let's be happy, okay? Sorry. Yeah, go. Friday. It's just button up there before you start kicking off. <laughs> how, do we know, how do we know that his, uh, Hancock's wife isn't a complete wagon and she's driving him into the arms of another but woman? That, that's, hold on. Hang on for a second. That's a horrible argument, Jim. Yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> firstly, you don't know. And secondly, even if it wasn't a good marriage, 
it's no that that part of it is nobody else's business. And I completely yeah, agree. But there is no excuse for an affair. When the door closes at night time, nobody knows what goes on. There's no and excuse for infidelity. Without people, without people jumping to assumptions like your woman or that other cockney geezer you have on there for me. Who the, who the, the oh, uh, Chrissy that was on before the break? At the end of the day, it's his own business. That's nothing got to do with his work performance. And as I say, if his wife could be a complete, a complete wagon. You don't know that. You're making it now. See, they, what you're doing now, she is a victim in this, and you're now blaming her. You don't what know. a horrendous thing to do, Jim. No, he's not the victim. Do you know something about him? Do you no, I, do th- I don't believe there's anyone victim here apart from the British people, by the way. But in saying that, you know, we don't know his personal circumstance in relation to his marriage, but it doesn't make any difference. There is no excuse for having an affair. If you, want to ha- you if you want to be with somebody else, leave your wife. Exactly. No, that's not the case. It mightn't might be convenient for him. Oh, oh, is it not? Oh, okay. So, but you don't believe it's an act of deceit, no? No. How do you know? As I say, he could be a home. Have you ever had a, Have you ever had an affair? He could be living, but it's nothing got to do with his walk. At the end of the day, having an affair, you made reference there a while ago about drugs and that drugs that, and, all, and alcohol. Is it, that 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 will that will how would you say uh, mark someone's uh, sense of good judgment? Okay, having an affair is not going to do that. And it's absolute, there's no correlation between the reference you made to drugs or taking cocaine or whatever. That's a completely different... Well, I would, I would agree with you in relation to what Valerie said as well about t- taking drugs. Those things, they're illegal. Uh, I admit that having an affair is not illegal, but certainly immoral. It's not, it's immoral in who's eyes? Well, in the eyes of most logical people... Are you telling me that be, being unfaithful to your partner is not immoral? So many times, Niall, what? to be honest with you. Well, what's in the past is in the past. Oh, but hang on, hang on for a second. No, I want you to answer my question. Are you telling me that being unfaithful to your partner is not immoral? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's not immoral. He doesn't uh, have high morals. Well, then, I there suppose, then, if then, you were, To be honest with you, if you were married to someone like your woman on the other end of the phone, I, you wouldn't blame him. <laughs> 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 he wouldn't be getting a job in my watch. <laughs> I don't have the greatest respect. I don't think Valerie would be interested in you, Jim. She has standards. Not in belief. She has standards. Jim, Jim, you come on saying happy Friday, and all you've done is insult everybody. Yeah, Jim is miserable. He's very angry, isn't he, he needs Valerie? To chill out. Yeah, he needs to chill out. Here, we're not going to get a cappuccino deal. there by the listen time. Him, so listen to him, listen to him, just chillax. rambling on and ranting yeah, on. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, he's just, yeah, yeah. Everybody else's fault, but he's... <laughs> Stay there for a second, both of you. Let me go to Lisa as well. Lisa, you're an Ireland's classic hit. Hey, doing, Lisa? Oh, lovely to be here. Thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Happy Friday. Oh, very happy, yeah. Yeah, so Lisa, does it affect a politician's position if they're caught having an affair? Uh, I think it does affect the politician, but I don't think they necessarily have to resign. Okay. So uh, in, the, in the same way, um, politician knocks on your door and they ask you for your support for the next election or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Or some but can community I, issue or something like that. Can if I ask something? Out, yeah. Could you take their word after them doing that? What about Bill Clinton and Lewinsky that time with the whole cigar thing and the dress and all that? And Could the, you have the, the club same respect soda. for him afterwards? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Could you take him serious after this? Stand in front of television and in front of, you know, the Senate and just say that it was all lies and none of it ever happened and then they're discredited. So I, do you I, think I, it's again, okay for a person, exactly. you know? Uh, I completely you couldn't think... couldn't take their word. Okay, well, sorry, finish what you want to say, Lisa. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. Um, 
basically in the case of Bill Clinton, um, it wasn't the act of adultery. It, that wasn't the case. The case was, it was the, the statement he gave, it was the lying, it was being found out that he was lying. It was all very sensationalist at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you had somebody asking for your support for whatever election or whatever, re-election, say, just to talk to it, yep. you as a voter, would your image of that politician would be uh, clouded because you had heard about the behavior that they had been involved in, whether it's true or not, doesn't make a difference. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. So Their credibility has been not, damaged, yes. Exactly. So they may or may not get my vote from that moment onwards, whether it was true or not. Purely because it was in the media. So, you, so you think the damage, they just shouldn't have to resign, but when the next election comes, people will remember exactly. and the damage is already done anyway. Exactly. So I think politicians are really ultimately hurting themselves when they engage in anything immoral, illegal, you name it. Because what they're affecting is the support that their constituents are, um, mm-hmm. give them. And that's affecting their leverage, what they can or can't use in future to write laws, amendments, you name it. I mean, okay, let me, let me just show that. Sorry, Jim, you wouldn't vote for a politician who was having affairs, was drink driving and, and snorting the odd line of coke every now and again, would you? You see, there you go again. You're trying, you're, you're, you're trying to mix it up there with trying a bit of drugs. <laughs> I'm just saying you had no credibility. I can't be I'm not talking about Mark Hancock now. I'm talking about just politicians of credibility. There's, yeah, there's zero correlation between his infidelities and his work performance. Simple as. Now, people find that hard. People find that hard to believe or find that hard to accept just because he's a politician, whatever. As I say, drugs, drink, different issue altogether. But in relation to him having an affair with another woman, absolutely nothing got to do with his work. And it's no one else's business. Ah, uh, yes, but if it affects how I, how I view that politician in the future, it absolutely affects him whether he stays in the position or You're entitled to that opinion. But maybe, yes. you, you know, to be honest with you, you don't have to go behind... I, I, I mean, looking high and low to find where the same thing is going on day to day in everyday life. You know, exactly. it's happening everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, but they're not p- people in positions of power. Yeah. But it's nothing got to do with his work. Do you understand? Well it, well, it is when he's standing there on television every day telling everybody else how to be morally good. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not saying, no, hold on, there you go again. You see, you're twisting it and turning it. I'm not. Mr. Boiling. I'm not. You know, he's not telling everybody they don't, don't have their extra marital relationship. No, but, but he is telling everybody to follow guidelines. Agreed. What he's, what, he, what he's talking about in relation to his work has absolutely nothing got to do with his private life. And there's zero, I'm talking about zero correlation between both. And any person that believes that it is, or in fact that it stains his credibility, is it delusional. Okay, I have to take a break. Keep texting. Uh, the number is 87 188 You're delusional. Hi, Niall. How are you doing? It's Margaret here in Cork. I'm just spitting feathers here listening to your female person speaking there about how poor Matt Hancock made a mistake. If he's making mistakes like that, Niall, if he can forget that he's married with a family, he can also make big, huge mistakes when he's governing a country. And believe you me, he's governing it badly. Thanks, Niall. I'll spit out the feathers now. (laughs) Somebody says, that woman Valerie had on is out of touch going on about morality. I bet she's the type that would want church and state glued together. I don't think she's like that. We live in the 21st century. Let's get real, Niall. I had an affair. It didn't affect my sense of judgment or genuine moral compass. 
Oh my gosh, you are delusional. You had an affair and you don't believe it affected your sense of judgment or genuine moral compass. Are you for real? Anyway, he goes on to say, and, and, and I still have compassion and feeling empathy. Is Valerie a nun? Thanks, that comes in from Niall Patrick and Clintarf. Let me go to Neve. Neve, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Neve? Yeah, yeah. Neil and Grant. Good. Neve, does it affect a person's ability to lead a country or to lead a department in politics if they're doing something that's morally wrong? No. No. On the thing, we don't know what's gone on in that marriage behind the scenes. And you know why we don't know, none? Because it's none of our business. They could have been separated at home for two, three years. We don't know this. And he's not obliged to explain himself. I don't, and the poor fella, God love him, has to get up and explain himself now, and I don't think he should have to. Why? Why do you think he shouldn't have to? Because but when, when you're in the public eye and you're an elected representative, Neve, and you're making decisions that affect everybody else's life, well, then I'm sorry, you have to be transparent. Well, I suppose you do to a certain extent, but when it comes to your private family life and stuff, I think it's a little bit over-invasive. If that was about his own wife and kids, I would agree with you. But, he's, co- but he's committed an act that is considered by most normal thinking people, to be morally wrong. Well, because most people, we don't know the situation behind it. Well, but, but, you, but you can't be saying that. That's like victim blaming in some way. You're more or less saying that, oh, well, maybe his wife drove him to it. Or maybe they, no, didn't, or maybe they were living as friends in the house and they weren't really married anymore. We don't know that. <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah, well, his wife has left London now to escape the paparazzi. Uh, I'm sure she's in an awful state. I feel sorry for her, to be honest with you. I mean, like, the, the, the outfall now from what he's done is going to affect his family. But are you not playing? You, what you're doing, I'm surprised as a woman, Neve, and I don't mean this in a bad way, that you're parting some of the blame on his wife. Well, it's, it's more to me about people being given second chance. There's no excuse for having an affair. I don't, I don't care if your wife is the most miserable woman in the world. There's no excuse for having an affair. Leave her if you don't love her, if you don't like her. Yeah. Leave her. That's true. But a lot of people do stay together for the sake of their children. Huh. I think it's, it's not the right thing to do, but I think everybody should have the right to choose what way they separate or what way they... And I think it's a little bit invasive to have to explain yourself all the time, every family decision you make, if it's not affecting your job. Like someone who well, well, it is affecting his job because on May the 17th when this picture was taken, on that same day, he would have been on television at that time in the UK telling people not to be hugging others outside of their bubble. And he, and he was doing exactly that. Well, I'm just saying to you, not that I personally care, but I'm just saying to you, he's telling people to do one thing while he's doing something else. Yeah. Well, she's... Oh, well, we're losing. Oh, we've lost your line now completely. Anyway, oh, sorry, Dave, we lost your line. Either way, I'm running out of time. Sorry. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.